Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings us, brings you, huh? and me, brings us all. Garage Logic Podcast number 360, April 9th, 2020. 81 degrees was the high on this date, and that occurred in 1930. It was 15 degrees in 1977. White Bear Lake had ice outs on this day in 1967 and 2005. Minnetonka had ice out days on this date in 1894, 1938, 1967. So White Bear and Minnetonka went out the same day in 1967, 2005, and 2006. And now, just for you, Brad. From the mayor's office. Help me, help me, help me. On the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. You in there, Rook? I'm here, bro. What's okay. up, bro? You What's know up, what? Brasky? You guys can just sit back and relax. Let me carry the show for a couple of days. <laughs> little pen up, are you? Yes. Yeah, I got a lot to say. Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh, much like when you and Joe made the trip to the White House and you were tasked with making notes about your observations, is your, no, is no. your notebook filled again with observations relating to GL topics. Reavers, Reavers. <laughs> uh, it wasn't a trip to the White House oh. where he was tasked with making notes. It was when the Smithsonian ah, came through town. That's it. Yeah. But you, guys did, you guys did go to the White House, right? Yeah, but it wasn't for note-taking. I got you. That was for, we were on Radio Row for uh, the White House Radio Day. I yeah. see. And Sean Hannity wore a path. Back and forth to uh, President Bush's office. Making just, sure everyone knew he was there. Yeah, that, he really showed me not much there yeah. at that time. Yeah. So Smithsonian, and you wrote down? Top hat. Attaboy. Let me Top see your hat. notes. And then I just, I got, I got flushed. <laughs> I, I completely panicked because I, I was, oh yeah, I was supposed to write notes. And uh, he said, you are the dumbest person alive. <laughs> the people in Chicago are uh, uh, acting up. Uh, after Tuesday night's violence that left seven people dead and 14 injured and the inability for some to follow the stay-at-home order, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot has placed a 9 p.m. liquor purchasing curfew. Whoa. It starts tonight. I bet I bet a lot of people are not going to miss that either. I bet that's the first thing on their calendar. <laughs> it's 3 o'clock. I really got to get to the store. These actions place additional and unnecessary burden on our hospitals and IC units. Uh, meaning uh, the people uh, engage in violence. Violence of any kind is never acceptable, but the fact that this is especially urgent now is our ability to protect all Chicagoans is being stretched to the breaking point. We cannot allow that to happen, and we will not allow that to happen, Lightfoot said. She is uh, uh, under fire because she got a haircut. Oh, and, no. Uh, you know, and the, the salons are closed. Right. And she was given some grief. Reeves, I've got the horrible echo. Man, it's just horrible. How about now? Uh, it's still there. Check but. one, two. You know, that is one thing that uh, I think Governor Walls has done a wonderful job. And I know you guys have probably, you know, you guys have talked about all this stuff. But um, the fact that the one sentence he made, he said, we really, during this time, we really found out who our essential workers are. And, you know, talking about the cashiers and the stockers. <laughs> right, exactly. And I just thought that was really, I really thought that was just a, the perfect time to say that because every time you go to the gra- uh, gas station or the, uh, at the grocery store, you're like, hey, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. And I'm, it's not going to get him any more money, but it still, it you're just a, shows you. You're setting up my soliloquy. When we lament the absence of normal, what it really boils down to is the absence of work. That's what we do. That that distinguishes America in many ways from many other people around the world. Getting up and going to work is essential to our feeling normal. And uh, this morning I happened to be making coffee at the window where I could see the the guy who delivers my papers, mm-hmm. and he delivered them, and he smiled at the precision of his toss 
up the up the way to so he gets them to land just where he wants and i thought to myself it, it, people are missing that smile people are missing that the cook is the cook is missing that the cashier the plumber the priest the candlestick maker uh it's work that gives people well rook you've been going through it work work it's, gives people dignity um i you know, I always tell, oh, I, I will win the lottery and I'll never work again. No, no, no you that, will. That's that, that's impossible. It is trying to find different things to do. Uh, I mean, we're getting along great at our house. It's a very stressful situation. Uh, Matthew had to go back to Boston last week, and that scared the hell out of me. But his business is this real estate. It's the investor. They've just had another group of investors come through, and he's thriving. They Good. can't. They're. They're. They keep getting busier and busier. And most of his is done online, correct? It's all done online. Yeah. And now this isn't even the busy season when they start. But anyway, he said to me, Dad, um, I'm not efficient here. I need to go back there because I'm going to be working, you know, 14 hour days, and I can't do that here because there's distractions. Yeah. Well. But, but you're right. I, I. I can't. I don't sit around well. I need to do something. I've been told that many times, and that's. That's where you're. A ray of hope for America is because people really do want to get back to work. Oh, it's dispiriting. Uh, that's the one element that's distinguishing this uh, coronavirus from any other episode. And, and we didn't stop working after September 11th, 2001. Right. This is this is so unique that this country is not working. People are not going to work now. Now the governor did allow more and more people yesterday to go back to work uh i heard a leaf blower this morning at eight o'clock and it never sounded so good in my life oh, yeah. man. Yeah. because it was a it was an it was a noise of normalcy mm -hmm. and we crave normalcy and you know it's easy for me to say we're still working but i miss the normalcy of the routine of going to work I can't tell you how pleasant it was to hop on 52, to get on to 94, take that 280 exit, and go, wow, I have not done this for a while. And just to walk in this building. it's uh, And how weird was it? Because I told you when I first saw you, he and I went to go get something, and I said- I bet it was lunch. Damn it. Dang it. Do we leave a mic on? Yeah. But what was interesting is I said, it's so bizarre being in this building where there, it's, it's hustle and bustle and there's people everywhere and there's just nobody here. Mm -hmm. It is. And that, unfortunately, you were the only person that I had seen so far. So that was kind of disappointing. But it, it just going up and down you know, university or looking there and just seeing absolutely no one is just, dis, it's just disheartening. When I but left that, that, that's what's going to... That's going to make or break us. Uh, getting through not working is either going to make or break us. So, it, can, it can go either way. It, it could end poorly or it could end peacefully. So speaking of you know work and routine, Joe, do you happen to have access to Twitter at the present moment? Uh, well, I have my phone here. Sure. Why don't you pull up your Twitter account? Um, because in an effort to make his uh, you know, reappearance here on Garage Logic today, the Rook thought it would be nice to, to tweet out a photo of just like a snapshot of the current conditions. Absolutely. So what he said uh, he's at where Kenny would normally sit since Kenny's off today and tomorrow. He's got and his feet up on the desk. And he's got his jammies on. He's got pajamas on. <laughs> and those are slippers, by the way. I slippers. Figured, figured since you're not gonna be here and nobody's really gonna be around. Uh, no rules. If I run into the chairman though, I'm I'm gonna hide. No chance. Okay, okay. I don't think so. Okay, okay. I got my San Diego Padres ball cap on. <laughs> So it's what just, the hell? That's the ca this is the new ab. And by the way, I, I don't like that phrase. The, what? The new normal. I, I don't I either. Reject it. I reject it. I don't either. I, I reject it. it. What this, do you guys not like about it? Well, people settling for this is the new normal. No, this is all abnormal. Not this going is, to work is abnormal. I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm not settling for, oh, yeah, this is the new normal. No, it's, it's, it's abnormal. It's not going to, it's not, it's going to define us how we survive not working. That's going to be the, the uh, cornerstone of this whole episode. And I keep reading more and more and more about the, the virus that would take us down uh, roads we don't want to go. Uh, but, you know, I, I get stuff sent to me by people who have a history of sending me reliable stuff. Mm -hmm. And it, it places me in the position of, of having to, to wonder. Uh, for example, there are many people, uh, Mike Osterholm is not among them, uh, 
Uh, Mike Osterholm believes this is entirely uh, an illness born of nature organically, that it just happened. Uh, And then there are other people that are saying, I don't believe that some old hag eating a bat in a market caused this. Mm -hmm. Those are just the two two extremes of this this is either entirely organic and natural uh, which which is which is the common uh, theme by Mike Osterholm and one which I currently uh, subscribe to and then there are other people who are sending me things and again reliable people who say really you really you, you think this is all uh, uh, stems from a, a bat at a at a market huh and then they go on to uh, elaborate on uh, what they believe but uh, I have no way I have no way at all of confirming that or, or understanding the evidence for what they're claiming. But uh, so what if, they're what they're claiming it's it's bioengineered. So if it, if it is in fact true, and there's no reason to doubt Osterholm, he's one of the smartest guys about this subject in, in the world. But if it is, if that's in fact what he feels, how could we have possibly not been prepared for that? Worldwide, I'm not just I'm not just saying in this country, but worldwide. Well, we've been that story is in the paper in one form or another every single day. Uh, it was not taken seriously. Uh, other matters were more pressing, what what have you. None of this, all of this can be summed up by what the hell difference does it make? It's real it's and here. it's here. Yeah. It's here. And you don't want to get it. Right. It affects people dramatically differently. Uh, and I don't want to find out how it's going to affect me. But I thought we received... Uh, relatively good news from uh, Governor Walz yesterday, just stating that uh, we have not spiked as high as we thought we would. Uh, we're, we're really doing well as mm-hmm. a state, and it's because people are listening to that stay at home, and you know they're, they're going outside, but um, I, I, I'm really happy that Minnesotans aren't doing that, because if it was the other way around, I don't know where we would hide. I, I yeah, Walls didn't want this any more than the rest of us did. This landed in his lap, and he's been hustling. He's been hustling, and and uh, this so-called flattening the curve seems to be working. And they keep telling us, well, we're buying, 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 buying time uh, for increased uh, hospital beds, for example, which would suggest, okay, the worst is yet to come. How much time are we supposed to buy you? Right, right. <laughs> Well, and at the worst case scenario, I think they said he had called it for 3,000 beds or something mm-hmm. like that, and they could put that together relatively quickly. But it's, uh, it's the fear of the unknown that uh, how long do we have to wait? Back, can I finish a Lori Lightfoot thought? Yes. Uh, she's in the political class, uh, presumably pretty much always has been in one form or another, and the political class lives on a different rail in America than the rest of us. Uh, for example, and it's a very microcosmic example, but uh, salons and beauty salons and barbershops are stylists in Chicago and here. They're closed. So she goes and gets it done anyway because she's in the political class. Right. And her answer was, well, I have to present myself to the public every day. Uh, Trump, who uh, with, I think with great legitimacy, rails against uh, voting by mail. Uh, and I, I agree. I don't want voting by mail. But that's precisely what he did when he was at Mar-a-Lago. He voted by mail and when confronted about it said, well, that's what I, I'm entitled to do that. Well, you can't have it both ways, political class, but you do. You get away with it. That's political class behavior. I'm on my own rail here. I get to do what I want. So what is your plan then if, if we aren't able to vote normally? and if Because I, I agree with you. I oppose voting by mail because that just reeks of fraud. But then what do we do? I don't know. Let's cross that bridge when we get to it. Well, we're what, four and a half months away from crossing the <laughs> bridge? too. <laughs> Well, what the hell? We're trying to get through Easter. <laughs> That's true. That's Sunday. What is Easter? That's when uh, Jesus and the two Corinthians. It's only ha- 250 years ago. That's Not right. a lot of people know that. Is Rook, is Rook, avail- Rook, are you aware of this James Coven or J.L. Coven? No. Oh, oh man. Oh, you got to play this for him. All right, give me a Do you ever listen to the podcast when I, you're not here? I know I'm busy working. Yeah, I'm sure you are. <laughs> There's a there's a guy who uh, has become instantly famous uh, because he is uh, considered to have the best Trump impersonation ever. And there's a couple he's done about Easter. Oh, oh yes, I'm familiar with this. This is the guy where he's got the hat on, and he, he does a killer. It's when I was listening to it at home, uh, a family member thought it was Donald Trump. 
Yeah. Well, we're going to. 50 years ago, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, whose full name, you know, he was, he was Jewish, so his full name might have been like Christowitz, but <laughs> God rose him from the dead on a holiday we now call Easter. Not a lot of people know that, but it's, it's called Easter. <laughs> it's when My Jesus line. and the two Corinthians. Yep. Met the Easter bunny and came back from the dead. See, so, you know, it's a beautiful story. Very important for the Christians like me. And I have decided I'm announcing today we are going to bring back the economy on Easter Sunday because God, who, to be honest, is, you know, he's a good God. He's done some, some strong things. Some, let's be honest. His record is, like, not so great, though. Uh, he brought one guy back one, yeah. on Easter Sunday. And it was his son, so it was kind of, like, biased. But we're going to bring back the entire economy sure. on Easter yeah. Sunday. Yeah. And at that point, I think, basically, I'm better than God. So when we do it, we're going to do it toughly. We're going to do it with great compassion, great strength. Tremendous strength and also toughness. Hmm. Easter Sunday, we're going to put it on pay-per-view. Yep. God versus Trump. Who brings back more people on Easter Sunday? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're doing it. I'm going to fire Fauci probably on Good Friday. And they call it Great Friday for Trump. And that's it. Great so let's do it. Friday. Let's get... <laughs> Perfect health. Perfect health. Yep. Let's get back to work. Jesus Christ, not as good as Trump. Now he's got another one oh. where he wants to, he wants to move Easter yeah. <laughs> to to accommodate the comeback of the economy. He wants to move Easter to July. Do you got that one? Uh, and then he, then he said you could have two birthdays in the same week: July Fourth and Easter. Easter, of course, is not a birthday. <laughs> Oh, it's just wonderful I love it. stuff. I love Great Friday, though. Oh, so the fake news Friday. over the last couple of weeks had, Here we a, go. had a real ball, a real beauty, the fake news, where I said so simply and very nicely, to be honest, wouldn't it be nice, wouldn't it be nice if the churches could be open and full on Easter Sunday? I didn't say they had to be. I said it would be nice because I want our country back. You can't shut down a country. We have so many industries that need to be working. We have the, the great industries that have to like get back to work, but we, we just want to get back to, to being a great country. We had an economy like really nobody's ever seen before until this COVID, coronavirus, the, call it the invisible enemy, trademark pending. And it hit us like nothing that's like ever hit the country before. It's like vicious, it's nasty, it's a sneaky enemy. And I just wanted us to be back, okay? So we couldn't do it, and the fake news made up lies. But what we are talking about now, which is great news for the country, is we're actually talking to great faith leaders, okay? We're talking Mike, great Mike Pence, and I are talking to religious leaders. I call them faith leaders. I like that. I like that term, faith leaders. Sounds. I'm kind of a faith leader, if you think about it. And we're talking to all of them. We're talking to the Pope, okay? I like the old Pope. He was a little more conservative, said nicer things. Uh, we're talking to Joel Osteen, great faith leader. Sure. Uh, great private plane. And we're talking to Bishop Don Magic Juan, also. Good guy. Great, great faith leaders. And we're going to move Easter. We're looking to move Easter. Nobody's ever done this before. This Nobody's is like a crazy, incredible this. thing. But we're going to try to move Easter to the week of July 4th. So now we have America's birthday, followed by Jesus's birthday, which is, of course, Easter. So we're going to get it done. And then the fake news can't say that I was wrong because we'll be open by New Easter. We're calling it New Easter. But we have an announcement from the very angry Andrew Cuomo. We don't need to move Easter. We need more ventilators and creatine for my brother Christopher. I think his Cuomo is... Almost as good as his Trump. Oh, his Cuomo is pretty good. Why don't you uh, give us a little time out? Okay. I'll yeah. 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 I'll be over yeah. Here. yeah. 
that his cylinder index or his golf score? Either way, it's a big number. Here's Joe Suchere. GLers EcoFund Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61 is adjusting just for you to keep you safe. You can shop online for electric bikes, scooters, motorcycles, ATVs. Uh, if you don't want to go out, get online, look at the website, give them a call. You can do everything except the final paperwork. They'll deliver the product to you, and then you use uh, some sort of social distancing. They'll get a big fishing rod or something, and and they'll, they'll cast <laughs> they'll cast the final paperwork to you up the driveway, and you sign it and cast it back to them. Uh, it's uh, got the preseason sale prices on while in lockdown. Free delivery in the Twin Cities area. Bintelli e-bikes are an ideal way to social distance and get some fresh air. So you can do this by phone. Call uh, 612-321-8867 to set up an appointment or to get your product over over the line. And uh, let's face it, uh, there will be light at the end of the tunnel. You'll want to be outside. You'll want to be on an e-bike or a scooter. And EcoFun is there to take care of you right now. They're proud to be a GL company, and uh, we're proud that GL customers have made them proud. Does that make sense? Yep. 612-321-8867, EcoFunMotorsports.com. Joe, you should also mention that they are on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. And they're Instagram pictures of people that have GLers and people that aren't GLers that have purchased bikes there are just, it's yeah. fun to see. There, Everybody's smiling in the picture. Rook, that could have been you if you could have perfected your Trump. Oh! What happened? I, I forgot all about it. While I was away, I, yeah. you are going to be extremely proud of me. I know you're always getting me to try to uh, get spot on with impersonating. Extend the portfolio. Political figures, yes. Yes. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I perfected my Bernie Sanders. I'll give it to you right now if you want. Rook, Rook. I got it down. Rook, did Joe, you hear the, Rook, did you hear the news? What? Bernie's dropped out of the race. Well, yeah, but now we can have fun with them, right? Wasn't no, that, no, no. Now we, now no. we turn the jets on. There really is no need Pass for Bernie anymore. And yeah. Holy Week. No. No? No. It's going to be Damn a great it. Friday. Oh, my God. It was perfect, too. It had the right Passover jokes and uh, matzo balls and, you know, socialism. Yeah. Damn it. Hell, he, he dropped out. You know, I did see on the news, you had yesterday on, on yesterday's show said, you know, we're, we're pretty much done with him now. And there was a guy that said, I wouldn't be too sure of that. Yeah. Say, I have a, uh, this is Positive Thursday, and I struggle uh, because the uh, it's just absurd that the news is literally nothing but this coronavirus. No matter where you look, no matter what website, no matter where you go around the world. Now I'm trying to do Trump. You Whatever you do, Joe, Joe. I really, I really. Who are you trying to do I right now? I can't get Trump down. I can't get the president down. I can't get his nasal. First, you got to forget the nasal. Has, it's a, it's a hoarseness. It's has, hoarse. But he has an underbite. He well, he will say uh, the garage logic, and and he's, no, not not really. He has, <laughs> but he but he has an underbite. So I have to work that in as, as long as well as the nasal. I Can don't I, think he has an underbite. The key to what Coven well, does Joe, is. Damn it, that was Bernie again. Yeah. Crap! Jeez. See what happens when I go away a little rusty. Yeah. You know what, though? But I love nothing more than watching you practice. Yeah, That's my you. favorite part of doing this show. I can also show you how practice. a one-handed man counts his change. Do you want to know something? Yep. Yeah. Uh, why are fatal automobile crashes spiking during stay-at-home orders? I have a theory. See, see if you guys can de- Wait, to develop what, one. What's the number? Do you have it in front of you? I was unaware of this. The Minnesota Office of Traffic Safety says traffic volume in the Twin Cities has dropped 47%. Statewide, the number of cars on the road has dropped 50%. Mm -hmm. But authorities say there is a frightening flip side. Speed is a huge issue, and people driving in a reckless or careless manner, uh, said uh, Office of Traffic Safety Director Mike Hansen. The result, traffic fatalities are up, even though there are fewer vehicles on the road. I think I know where you're going. Uh... Office of Traffic and Safety said between March 16th and April 7th of this year, there were 24 crashes and 28 deaths. In 2019, at the same time period, 12 crashes and 13 deaths. In 2018, 13 crashes and 15 deaths. As traffic got lighter, these extreme speeds uh, have resulted in more aggressive driving, Hansen said. Uh, Let me think. Uh, uh, 
Okay. I, I have a theory. I do, too. What's it's yours? Because I have probably the longest commute of all of us, unless Kenny drives to the farm. Uh, people are too confident now. So they're they're texting way more than they normally would have been. So maybe if it was before with regular rush hour traffic morning and afternoon, it was one out of every five cars was a, was a texter not really paying attention. Now it's damn near every other car that I'm seeing texting. I have one theory as well, Joe. You may proceed, sir. All right. My theory is due to the fact that there is 50% less cars on the road, people are being more aggressive just in their driving, hmm. um, maybe taking more chances, maybe just uh, not necessarily texting or, or chatting away, but I just think they're uh, speed demons. They're just going, I'm the only one here on the road, and I'm going to take a risk, and they overcorrect, and they unfortunately die. Okay, I have two theories. Uh, yours, is, yours is a viable theory. Uh, Reavers is a viable theory. Uh, my theory is that there's been no difference in the behavior of these drivers. Just a minute, I have to sneeze. Oh, okay, here, I'll do that. Oh, thank you, Donald. I think he's better now. Yeah. Uh, I think my theory perfect is... Health, perfect, perfect health. Perfect health. Perfect health. No, my theory is that there's been no change in the uh, driving habits. It's just that these morons are now no longer protected by the normal flow of traffic, which has tended to mitigate their behavior. So it's sort of an insulation to have those other yeah. cars out there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're emboldened. Yeah, and the other and the other theory I have is that maybe just these are dummies who uh, would not otherwise uh, be out there. Because for me, I, I because I'm seeing much less traffic in my community, which I actually enjoy. But I'm saying to myself, now I'm going to be closer to the speed limit because <laughs> instead of the cop. Decided between 150 cars to pull yeah. over. Now he's only got 50 cars to pull over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy. Uh, Mr. Mayor, here we go again. I'll admit it. My TV choices, like yours, score pretty low on the entertainment scale. I'm thinking rookie on the knack scale or zombie pub crawlers on the dating scene. <laughs> you and the staff discussed the show Ozark this week. The RC had me watch the first season of it. That must be his CP. Right. right? The RC had me watch the first season of it a while back, but unlike you, we actually started with the first episode. After the first season, I had no desire to watch further. There's, de no, there's no denying something is wrong with this. I was never interested in Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, or any of the recent shows with enormous success. Maybe we need to start our own league similar to the Royal Order of the 21sters for GLers who don't abide by socially acceptable TV viewing habits. However, I just watched America's Mississippi on Hulu last week. The first episode focuses completely on the headwaters in Itasca State Park, and unlike Tenny's, Kenny's tequila, the shots are all aerial. Practicing my lob wedge in the yard, the chief. Uh, good, he shares this with me. He shares this with me. That uh, Rook, you uh, you're a huge, big fan huge of fan. Uh, of Ozark. Well, you missed it. Uh, the other day I said I gave the first episode a try. I thought that I had gotten the first episode. And it was 54 minutes long, and I stayed with the whole thing for reasons I can't explain because I didn't like it. What became clear to me 10 minutes in is that I obviously hadn't found the first episode because okay. there were there were things going on oh, that you that, had to watch it in sequence for right, sure. Right, there were things going on in the episode. I saw a church got burned down on a lake. Does that ring a bell? Yes, exactly. Uh, was that season one at least? Uh, I don't I, remember uh, if that was one or two. It could be close. And uh, and and they're having trouble with their kids or whatever. And and I thought to myself, well, obviously there's a lot I've missed in order for me to have understood this. So when you and, attempted to start watching it, all you heard was because you started watching it in the middle. I don't know where I started. Uh, I have not gone back yet to find the first episode. Joe, you have to because that, that sets everything up. and that, that I'm sure it does. Of course it does. Look, it tells you what kind of guy Marty was and how he got looped into all this because it wasn't, it wasn't like Breaking Bad where he wanted to do it you know, on purpose. He, yeah. he got you know, tricked into doing it. Oh yeah, God. but how many how many seasons are there? Uh, season three just came out, and I'm on how many how many episodes per season? Uh, about eight or nine. Okay, that's I'm incapable of that. That's not going to be. That's not in my. That's not in my fortune card. Yeah. I can't sit there and binge watch something. I just can't do well, it. Well, because last night you had that very important rabbit documentary you had to watch. No, I found did something you, better. Uh, did you see that one on PBS? 
I oh, watched. I, I watched the rabbit documentary. Yeah, interesting rabbits. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Rabbits. Rabbits. <laughs> you, you have the the swamp rabbit. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then they. The, what freaked me out is where they drop all the bones, and when they climb, the birds are up on the rock and they drop all the bones. Well, uh, somebody on Twitter took pity of my uh, poor entertainment choices and recommended. Uh, a documentary on the Canadian band, The Tragically Hip, which sure. is a band I happen to really like mm-hmm. and uh, uh, know a little bit about their history, not much. But they it's a documentary of their last tour with their front man, Gord Downey, who, as the documentary begins, discovers he has incurable brain cancer and is going to die. Mm. And he he decides, uh-uh, not till we do another tour. And they they did a tour, and it's this and it's the story of that tour, and I thought it was extraordinarily well done. This is a band that has packed every hockey arena in Canada for 30 years. They're, they're just an extraordinary uh, success didn't, in Canada. We played a bunch of, of their bumps, didn't we? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, During the radio show? Yeah, and yeah. they've obviously played all over the United States in the in the in the documentary. The Gord Downey is wearing a First Avenue hat. Wow! So huh. so they've they've been everywhere. Uh, but it's the love the Canadians have uh, for that band is just just magnificent. You know, people like Bobby Orr were calling this guy, mm. wishing him wishing him luck. You know, and. Uh, Justin Trudeau comes out and, and uh, hangs out with them. I mean, they they really uh, they really were the cat's pajamas in Canada. Sure. And then that was the end of it. I mean, when well, how did they? Obviously, him passing away. But that the documentary did not uh, show that. Uh, okay. I think the tour ended in about August or September of 2017, and he died in about October of 2017. Got it. So he, he, got, he got that tour in just under the wire. And, and for those who watch it and think, this guy can't sing, well, he was singing with uh, incurable brain cancer. Sure. If, you, if you go back to earlier albums, he's, he's got a very distinct, interesting voice. So that's my uh, television viewing for last night. Mm. Um, I did watch two episodes of Ozark, and I, I can't believe that you went out of sequence because it's, it's a really good cliffhanging show. Is it Bateman? Is that the star? Yeah, yeah. And Laura Linney, and they're both ex. Both the they're, the people that are the supporting cast are so. Uh, th- th- it's just a bad gene pool, and they just sell it so hard. They're living in mobile homes. They're just they're just complete rednecks, and you just cringe when you see some of them come on the air. I just. Uh... It's me, but then again, I like a lot of books that other people wouldn't like. So I guess it all evens out in the end. That's true. But I, I'm just not uh, just not a fan of this stuff. I did find two books uh, that you have recommended that I have not read yet. Uh, Kite Runner. Yep. And I'm going to jump into that. And then what's the other one? Is it 10,000 Nights or something? What? Ar- Arabian Nights? Well, what's it, wasn't there a sequel to that? To Kite Runner? Uh, I'll have to if, look it up. If there was, it's escaping me. Okay. Uh, Kite Runner is when there was... Actually, a normal civilized society in Afghanistan. Okay. In Kabul. Gotcha. Before the and, overthrow. And I had a very good friend who spent his teenage years in Kabul, and uh, who's no longer with us. But he uh, he told great stories about what a what a civilization they had. But it's the, gone. The guy that owned uh, the caravanserai in Highland, Abdul mm-hmm. Kayum, uh, was from Afghanistan and was part of the whole shebang and that's why he left um and he just he just started an afghani restaurant and it took took off but we just lost what him what was well. the question you had on yesterday's show that you said if rook was here he would remember the uh, professor from saint thomas who we were talking to about the uh, heating up of the oceans but we figured that out i yeah, thought it was looked, something well, else no but i did say prior to me finding that oh, okay. john john abraham's name that that rook would have uh, instantly remembered the guy's name got it i thought there Say, was something else a thousand splendid sons was the uh, his second novel i n- i did not read that okay gotcha i did not read that hmm. uh i'm just going to tell you something crucial just something terribly Cut. crucial kite runner afghani kabul your no, friend no no i just i'll finish with the with the television thought i'm perfectly willing to accept that uh, maybe I'm just too picky or just too uh, too ridiculous. I have no idea. 
it's I mean part of it part of it's part of it's the sitting still problem. Well, that's why I only can do two episodes. I can. I'm, ch- I'm challenged in this uh, stay-at-home order. I'm I'm terribly challenged. I got to stand up. I got to move around, which I can do. I can go for walks. You know. She and I watched the uh, the series finale of Modern Family last night. Ooh, I I taped it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And do you know who has the last and the closing credits of that show? Do you know who the last guy was on the screen? No. Rusty Gatenby. You're kidding. No, Rusty had a had a bit role in that show. Really? Yep, and he was the last when the screen rolls, he's the last guy on there. As in this last season or As, as in last night. No kidding. Yeah. He made the finale. I'm going to have to go back and watch it cuz I tidbit. didn't see him. A little tidbit. Oh, that's Joe. cool. Joe, I'm from Grand Rapids, Minnesota, and I'm glad you're doing a podcast because I can hear it when I have time. I've supported one of your advertisers, Grunhoffers, every time I travel to the big city. Nice. Got some great brats for my ski patrol at Mount Itasca in Coleraine. Look it up, Mount Itasca, known for ski jumping, biathlon, and alpine. To be a ski patroller, the final test after first aid is to be able to get the charcoal grill ready for our lunch that we have every shift. I have an idea how to make Positive Thursday a little more positive. Ask your listeners what they are seeing that is positive going on around them. There are lots of things going on and people helping each other out, especially in small towns. Here, a friend of mine is doing a a daily guitar performance from his garage on Facebook. Scott Lee from Benson, Minnesota. Uh, Sorry, I don't know how to give you a link directly. Uh, But if you have a furnace problem, I can help with that. Stay positive, Jason. Uh, I'm sure there are many positive things happening. I'm sure there are many people doing wonderful things. uh, And that should get more attention. That should get more attention Did in the news. Did he say Grand Rapids? Is uh, that where he said he was from? Uh, I thought you said that at the very beginning. The reason I asked that is because we were mentioning Grand Rapids yesterday. Yes, ta- Grand Rapids. Talking about the uh, the Itasca State Park cam that we're now mesmerized by here in the studio. It's mm-hmm. very calming. Very and you know what I like about it today? It's got a little snow off to the side under the shade of the tree. Yeah, but that shouldn't happen April 9th. I know. (laughs) Oh, are you kidding me? The last two years we've had major April blizzards. I know. I hate it. And this one is coming down pretty good right now. It's snowing very hard as I look out the window. Oh, really? Very hard. Yep. As I went over the river uh, into downtown, uh, there was a wall of snow. It was just a really thin wall, but it darkened the skies. You couldn't see anything. And then, boom, it was gone. So it's a really weird weather pattern right now. Uh, oh. Do you recall, uh, Rook, you weren't here. Reeves. Uh, yes, sir. I believe it might have been yesterday, uh, the guy who was so proud of his son because he said, today in the role of Reavers, yes. uh, today in the role of Rookie, it's Chris Reavers. Yes. Uh, Rook, Rook that, that stems from, uh, we were talking about this Tiger King. Yes. Oh, no, we were talking about a tiger at the Bronx Zoo, Bronx got the Zoo. coronavirus. Familiar. And I, I was upset with that because how did a tiger get a test when we're told every day that there are no tests for, for humans? And Reavers blurted out something typically inane. He said something, well, the only tiger I care about is Tony the tiger because I got to get my frosted flakes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so I got a note from a guy who said, uh, my seven-year-old son, without even looking up from his Ranger Rick uh, magazine, said, "Today in the role of Reavers is the rookie." <laughs> he didn't even look up. He's seven years old. Now I got a follow-up from that fellow, Joe in Woodbury. All right, Joe. On yesterday's podcast, Wednesday, you read my email about my seven-year-old son dropping his GL wisdom. I really hadn't realized how much GL he has picked up from years of riding in the car with me listening to the radio show and podcast. Mm. It is hard to find anything on the radio that can be listened to with a young one in the car. Now we are listening to the podcast in the house during wind-down time since we really don't go out in the car due to the lockdown. Uh, last, uh, Last week we were... Last night, we were back in the same spots uh, and listening again. At the kitchen table, me and my laptop, the kid reading a book this time. He actually looked up when you started reading my email, giving me a funny look. When you got through, he gave me a head nod and went back to his book. Nice. (laughs) I know I saw a little smile this time. Reavers asked you and Kenny if you ever read Ranger Rick magazine, and you said you had never heard of it. Liberal Lakes is looking for a mayor. Maybe he should apply there, my kid said. No, <laughs> no smile, just a slow hand raise for a high five. 
The depth of his GL lexicon knowledge was on full display a few minutes later, though. Last week, I was deputized by the CP to go on a run gathering supplies for the lockdown, and I picked up a Lego car for him. He built it and put it with his other Lego cars. The CP was straightening up and saw the car. Where did this car come from? The seven-year-old looked up to see what she was asking about, looked back at his book and said, that thing? That thing's been around here since March. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> up, goes the, up goes the hand. I've been listening to GL for 20 years now, and I love the fact that my boy and I are bonding over it. Keep pushing back, Joe and Woodbury. Fantastic. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Were your kids, Rook, your kids had to have been Ranger Rick kids. They had um, to have been. No. Uh, really? Matthew was not a Cub Scout. Uh, Gabe was for a short while. But they didn't. But they like Survivor things. They just didn't. Huh. Just didn't do Ranger Rick. Okay, because Kenny and Joe had absolutely no idea what Ranger Rick was. I know what it is and uh, about it, but my kids never, uh, hmm. never were interested. Yeah, well, I, I I know a guy named Ranger Rick, but I don't know of any uh, books or magazines involving Ranger Rick. Yeah, it was just like a survival thing, and yeah. you know, out in the woods. And- in fact, he had a line about the moose out front. Should have told you it was closed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we take a timeout, fellas? I got to get a drink of water. Let's go, bro. Schoonover Bodyworks and Glass up in Shoreview. They are the go-to spot for all of you GLers with any one of your automotive repair needs. And Mike is on the line with us right now because he has always been a proud supporter of Positive Thursday here in Garage Logic. Mike, how are things going up at Schoonover? Hi, Chris. Happy Positive Thursday. You too, sir. Uh, thank you. Hey, there. Um, you know, they they could there's there's been better days, and there's going to be better days ahead. But uh, you know, we're just like everybody. We're figuring things out one day at a time. So, with the the governor's decision to uh, the the shelter in place or stay at home order that he extended for a couple of weeks, did that affect you guys at all up at Schoonover? Well, it does because you know I, I believe he was quoted on uh, one of his news conferences saying that you know traffic is down eighty percent, uh, which does have an impact on us. And, sure. And uh, you know your other dum dum, you know he's got more cars to, <laughs> you know fewer cars to look at. I should say so. right. But, uh, but uh, you know, I, I think, uh, yeah, it does impact us because we do rely on, on traffic and, and people maintaining. And, and I think people are also probably sitting on their wallets and protecting their cash a little bit uh, until things, you know, lighten up a little bit. So I, back to happier times, you did a, a, a nice job on my vehicle a couple of weeks back. And I don't know if I've shared this with you publicly, but uh, my next door neighbor, my neighbor Dave, who pulled the greatest uh, 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 April Fool's joke on me in recent memory, he came over <laughs> the day I brought home that Jaguar and he said, where did you buy this new car? You know, jokingly. And I said, no, Schoonover did this for me. And he was blown away at the difference that you simply made by just a, a little, you know, touch up here and a touch up there. So you got a, you got a full fledged thumbs up from a guy that owns his own mechanic shop, sir. Oh, that's good to hear. It's happy to hear. Thanks for sharing that. You got it. Uh, people want to reach out to you, Mike. How can they do that, sir? Uh, well, they can, they can, uh, find us online at schoonoverbodyworks.com. Uh, or they can feel free to call me directly. My cell number is 651-283-6756. I'll go anywhere and uh, help anybody out in any way that I can. Awesome. You're the best in the business, sir. Scootover Body Works has always been a proud supporter of Positive Thursday here in Garage Logic. We'll talk to you soon, Mike. Thanks, Chris. Have a great day, guys. Tybee Island, Georgia. Before the coronavirus pandemic, Jennifer Knox would walk into her bar and soak in the sounds of people chatting while sipping their drinks and listening to local musicians strum along on their guitars. Now her restaurant, The Sandbar, located on Tybee Island, is quiet. Wouldn't it sound be... I want to be there right now. I'm looking at a picture of it on the I want to be at the Sandbar. I want to be at the Sandbar. Right at the end. Like many other restaurants, the Sandbar had to close its doors after officials put stay-at-home orders in place and mandated restaurants switch to takeout and delivery only. The restrictions put in place to control the spread of the virus also left businesses, including Knox, struggling financially. As she sat in her empty bar at the end of March and looked around, she realized there was an opportunity to help her now 
unemployed staff. See, this is a positive Thursday story. Mm. We were sitting there, doors locked, and I'm thinking, my gosh, there's money on the walls and we have time on our hands, she said, referring to the bar's decor. we got to get this money down. Well, for nearly 15 years, patrons have been leaving their mark on the island bar by writing on a dollar bill and stapling it to the walls and ceilings. Knox just celebrated her six-year anniversary of owning the bar. Uh, Knox, who worked as a bartender at the bar for seven years before owning it, now runs the bar with her mother, Pam Hessler. I can't just sit here and do nothing, Knox said, of the decision to take down the dollar bills to try and help your employees. I'm going to do what I can for my people. Over the next three and a half days, five volunteers took on the tedious task to help gently take down the weathered money. Some bills had dozens of staples in them, according to Knox. Some of the currency came from countries across the globe. After the bills were taken down, it took about a week and a half to clean them and get them counted. Uh, in total, there were a blank number. We'll play uh, Oompa okay. quiz here. Uh, in total, a uh, blank were collected, and the stacks of bills stretched in piles across the entire bar countertop. After hearing about Knox's uh, act of giving back, several customers donated. In total, Knox was able to distribute another figure to her staff. Four bartenders and two musicians were each given blank, she said. Tybee Island one of Georgia's most popular vacation destinations, depends on beachgoers to keep the town's economy alive. The town has a population of about 3,000. Knox said that March was the beginning of their busy season coming out of winter. Now, like everywhere else, their business is on hold, and Knox remains unsure of what the future holds. Uh, In the spirit of giving, one of the bartenders decided to donate her portion to another Tybee Island bartender. Knox also wants to continue to give back to the small island service staff. She is still collecting donations to distribute. We look out for each other, she said. We're in this together. She said she is hopeful that the sandbar will reopen soon and uh, patrons return to have a cold one. So you've been in these bars before, haven't you, where you see the dollars uh, tacked to the wall? Yep. How many do you think there were? Uh, I'm going to take a stab at it and say there was, um, for, oh, that many years, maybe $8,000. Hmm. Uh, okay, my, my hint to Reavers then would be that you're being generous. I was going to say, I didn't, yeah, I, I, I would say maybe a grand. 3714 oh. bucks. Hmm. Wow. But then other people chipped in, so the total she could disperse to her laid-off employees is $4,104. Four bartenders and two musicians were each given 600 bucks. she said. Yeah, I'm going to need all that. Yeah, yeah. liquidize. <laughs> we'll need all that money. But uh, I, I, I that's the, great. I missed the square footage if you, if you gave it out. The square footage of what? Of the bar. Why would I uh, have given that up? Well, I don't Boy, know. You better drop some coins. Well, no, I was square trying to, footage. I, I was trying to think in terms of how much you know. Fine, that's fine. I'll give myself. The oh, coin. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? How, how large the bar was? Because all I was picturing was cuzzies. Yeah, I have no. Uh, it does not uh, tell me how. I was. But I'm seeing. Be... I'm. I'm seeing a picture of a volunteer on a ladder, and I'm seeing walls covered with dollar bills. And see, that's where I was going. I because yeah. I, I was picturing cuzzies, and I was trying to think of square footage of the bar, how many bills. I was trying to be analytical. Tybee is uh, almost directly south of Hilton Head Island, and uh, just uh, southeast of Savannah. Mm-hmm. Wow, does it look nice there? Rook, did you get your uh, Grunhofer's double smoked ham yet for Easter? I haven't done that. I, do I have time? Sure. Yes. Yes. Oh, make a run. And and the uh, we we got it last the last year's ham was oh, this, so damn good. There's no better go. ham. There's no better ham. Yes. Grunhofer's is open for business on the inside. Uh, we were giving the phone number. And you can still look it up and take it. But uh, the people calling thought they were calling because the business itself was closed and they could only do takeout. No. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo on Highway 61, right at the north end of Hugo, is open for business. So not only can you pick up your double-smoked ham, which will be the best Easter ham you've ever had in your life, but as long as you're there, load up, stock up on inventory. Uh, The burgers, the brats, the steaks, the chops, the chicken, the salmon, the jerky, all of it there. uh, Because we're only getting better and better as we head into the the grilling, uh, to the grilling uh, season. But uh, have no fear, your double-smoked Easter ham awaits you at Grunhofer's. Grunhofer's OldFashionedMeatMarket.com. Right, Reese? That's right. No apostrophe in that website. And one F. 
Now, did you see this one? Ben Fluth, he, he follows us on Twitter. I really need to stop listening to Garage Logic since this is the result. Oh, First yeah. time trying the double smoked ham and bacon. I saw Keep that. up the great podcast. And he sent a great photo. He loaded up. Oh, yeah. Well, you have to. If you're there, you're, you load, the, load up the Suburban with that stuff because it's you know, we have to eat. Right. you got to eat through a shutdown. You know what Spencer told the sales guy, though, that until I buy the double smoked ham for Easter, I'm on a, I'm on a meatloaf. Uh, uh, I'm prohibited from meatloaf. Prohibited from meatloaf. Well, I, I loaded up with five a couple weeks ago, Rook. Do you have your own meatloaf parties like Kenny does where yeah. it's a special location <laughs> if he's by himself? I'm just going to eat the whole thing myself. There, what what Kenny do? Go to the farm and put himself in the penalty box? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. The box of shame. That's where he deserves to be. I do have to say, speaking of, of food and 30 bales Here and these other, these other places, uh, the to-go, the curbside... Uh, people really have responded well to that, and I've talked to several restaurant owners that have said, this is keeping the lights on. It's not a great situation. I talked to Peter Skinner. I talked to um, Tanucci's. I talked to Pat and Johnny Mancini and so many others. Let me ask you something. Yes. Uh, and we only do this as a favor because they're our friends, whereas there's nothing in it for us to promote any particular takeout place. But are you telling me that at Mancini's you can get the stuff he's serving at the fairgrounds? He's selling um, garlic toast for five yep. for five dollars, and you yep. get it's a it's a full boat of garlic toast. Yep. And then he sells the porchetta. You can get a small order or a large order. Mm. I think it's twelve or eighteen bucks, but you get a dozen of them. Those are incredible. They are, and and we, we you know we didn't order whole meals. We'd kind of just for our budget, we could get a little bit here, a little bit there. But that was a stop I made, and it was absolutely they were just but like that's, the fair. That's the stuff you can't get at the Char House on Seventh Street. Correct. They only sell those porchetta wings at the fair. That's correct. And he's got his steak sandwich. I think he's got part of his fair menu, and uh, but all these guys are are really. You know, they appreciate it, and, you know, you just throw them a little extra for the kitchen staff, and uh, it's, it's, it's fun to go see. It's, so check out everybody's website. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, hail the Flashlight King. Hail, hail you. you. Joe, as you've discussed, the pandemic has all but eliminated demand for the salon-conceived notions of high-density housing, mass transit proliferation, and, of course, reusable shopping bags. According to a piece in the Star Tribune, grocery worker unions, including some in Portland, Oregon, of all places, are lobbying for a ban on reusable bags. A Chicago union called for an end to the disease-transmitting bag tax. Thankfully, our local mayors and salons came to their senses several weeks ago, and reusables were banned in the Twin Cities. But how about this poor Paul McNamara of Hopkinton, Massachusetts, who, as the story notes, has used his own bags for a decade but was stopped at the entrance of his regular market after the state enacted a temporary ban on reusable shopping sacks. His ratty bags have corners reinforced with duct tape from years of use. He instead left with his groceries in plastic bags. That assuredly kept a few cases of the virus from spreading out east. It's funny how the virtue signaling doesn't really hold up in the shadow of a pandemic. Stay safe and keep pushing back. Loyal GL listener in the belly of the beast, Liberal Lakes area of Minneapolis, Steve Mulholland. Yeah, the uh, a lot of what the salon has dreamed for us uh, is folly in a time of a pandemic. Isn't that irony? Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, it works great. It works great if you want to have a cafe society like Europe. It works great if you're not going to get sick. Well, I re- it, it, it was two weeks ago when uh, you and Melvin Carter kind of, you had your column on uh, Carter, and then he didn't come on the air, and Russ Stark said, sorry, Joe, I've been uh, trying to procure firefighters' safety equipment. Yeah. But I- here's, here's the point, though. While they were doing all this bicycle and banning of to-go things, and that's the that's their folly. Maybe he was really working on that at this time now, but he was wasting his time prior to that on foolish things that don't help. And you just brought up something. The banning of the to-go compartments and what are restaurants desperately needing <laughs> right. right now? Those to-go compartments. Yes, exactly. Well, they banned... Uh uh, it was the, to, uh, it was the black one, the dark black that they didn't view was as recyclable as well. The clear uh, let plastic. me let me tell you a story on that. What's Cosetta's first name? I had a mental blank. Dave, Dave, I was talking to Dave Cosetta about this, and he was telling me the cost it would require for him uh, to replace those black plastic uh, to go trays. Mm-hmm. 
and and the salon uh, doesn't care about business. The salon only cares about their own virtue. But what the irony here is, why is it up to the Dave Cosettas and Pat Mancini's of the world to to right the wrongs that the salon imagines? Why not Hector the recycling company to get better equipment that can read the black plastic? Exactly. Because that that was the objection that the that whatever. Uh, uh, technology is in place during the recyclable sorting. They didn't have the technology to handle black plastic to go trays for some reason. Why is that well, Dave's problem? Why isn't that their problem? <clears throat> yes, that's their problem. Case in, why, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, oh, John. I'm done. I'm well, I done. was going to say, I, I think I shared this on the air, but maybe I did not. The place that I was, my friend was bartending at. We were used. They were using. The reusable hard plastic that almost looked like glass yeah. cups to make drinks. Rick, you've been there. Yeah. And the city made them stop using those because uh, they didn't the they didn't uh, pass whatever health inspection oh code it was. So they had to switch to using disposable cups. So the trash quadrupled in one night because mm-hmm. they they started to have to throw away the cups. Then. That that's the kind of ridiculous. And they're going to end up in the landfill. Exactly. No one ever obviously uh, looked forward. We're all, I would be just as guilty as anybody in the salon because you don't wake up every day and think, I wonder what's going to happen to life if 10 years from now we get a bad pandemic. But obviously that was never taken into consideration with light rail, for example. Nope. I mean, that's the last thing in the world you want to be on. Right. 100%. It's yeah. And they're running at reduced hours. Right. They're basically running weekend uh, schedules, aren't weekend they? Weekend and holiday schedules. Yeah. Well, there's no reason to get on it. There's no ball games to go to. There's no bars and restaurants to go to. There's no theaters to go to. There's no concert well, venues to honestly, go to. Honestly, the vast majority of the people that are on it are the ones that are homeless. Right. That's who's on it right now. The most haunting place to see is the airport. I have not been to the airport for you know two weeks or whatever it is. I don't remember my last shift there. But uh, when I left the last day, it was absolutely no one was there. Well, that photo you tweeted out was, or maybe you texted it to us. Yeah, I, I sent it out to That us. was eerie and that was in the thick of it that was those are the gates that's the ticket uh, counter that's the uh the uh, hallways and there wasn't a soul one of the executives told me he said we're we're, we're not flying anybody but they have cargo so they still have some contracts normalcy for us is defined by working let's circle back to the beginning of the show damn it's spot on and we will not feel normal until we're working uh, even those of us working at home uh, miss the routine of going to work and the burden is much heavier on those who have been laid off furloughed fired lost their jobs whatever we will not feel normal until we're working i'm sure that's being explored by the fauci's of the world but uh I, and i have no wisdom of solomon to say i was reading a piece today it's not when we're going to get back it's how we're going to get back it might have to be done in fits and starts. Uh, maybe Minnesota will get back quicker than other places because Minnesota will end up doing a better job in containing it. The virus dies when it runs out of fuel, and the fuel are the people it infects. So uh, I don't know how far away we are from that happening. I don't know how far we are uh, from a vaccine, but I do know that normalcy for America is defined by working. I can think of no other way to define American normalcy than work. And this is where Positive Thursday comes in because Garage Logic has always had a phrase yep. when you have demanded something and couldn't get it yet. It ain't done now, but we're one day closer. <laughs> yeah. Right? That pushed yeah. it one day closer. Who's having a Thursday scramble? Well, you were just making me think of, how do I get to normal? About two or three surleys, and I'm feeling pretty normal. Yeah. You know, now that I'm in the city of St. Paul, I might have to make a couple stops at the places that I haven't been to for a while. Hey, never let a crisis go to waste. No, never let a crisis really go can't. to waste. And uh, I will say this, so I would have been a bad trust fund baby. I couldn't just sit around, you know? Yeah, you would have been. Be, you know what? It would have been all gone by now. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It would have been all That's gone. very true. You from uh, Marcos? Say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 tomorrow is a scramble Friday. Yep. Uh, it's good Friday tomorrow. Good Friday for great, Trump. Great, bad, great bad, Friday, Joe. Great. Bad Friday great for Fauci. Friday. Fauci, I'm going to fire him. It'll be great Friday. Uh, it'll be a good, good Friday for good Trump. Friday. 
You know, his his uh, daily press briefings, uh, I, I'm I'm weaning myself off them. They're not, I'm not really learning that much. And yesterday he cut himself short and removed himself from the room before he could get in a fight with the reporters. But you know what? That's good because I've always said since this, since he started doing this, he needs the big hook. You know, yeah. with someone mm-hmm. after five, Don, that's like good. Ingy, Stop. Ingy, one too many. Exactly. One too many, Ingy. Yes. yes. Just Don, we're good. Stop talking. And then yank him off. What if Trump came out wearing Ingy's hat? Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. The, the disco ball, ball the oh. mirror ball hat. Speaking of this, wait, now, just uh, Palm Sunday. I watched the Archbishop say Mass at uh, wherever it was. I forget what it was. Because Father Zhengal is an associate, and he's a huge Garage Logic listener and Table Talk listener. But um, I was like you, Joe. It didn't feel like um, Palm Sunday. And no, my, my Barabbas performance, yeah. I didn't, you know, I'm, we're all sitting there, and I'm, a, I'm one of those people that stands up and says, Release Barabbas! Yeah. In church. And yeah. this year, I couldn't do it. I, I did it at home, and all I got were sneers. And it just it just didn't feel right. I have an assignment for you, Rook. What's that? And it's Involved a test. Drinking game? No, nope. um, I'm a, a winner. It's a test. I'm becoming quite the professional. Uh, the minute the show's over, yep. Uh, uh, put a call into Jerry Hammer. Okay. And oh, and yeah. and arrange for us to talk to him on the show tomorrow. I'm I'm imagining you have his number. Yes. I want Jerry Hammer on, and I'm afraid, uh, I'm afraid uh, to learn what we're going to learn because what I want to know from Hammer is uh, not to not to use a horrible pun, but what's his drop dead date to determine if the fair can continue or not? I bet it's rapidly approaching. I was going to say it's got to be soon, doesn't it? I mean, you got you have all these acts that have to be you know contractually released. You have, uh, uh, well, I can I can't imagine what he's going through. But I gotta think the date uh, is rapidly approaching. Wow, you're right. I just I'm texting him right now, um, so I'll wait to see what he says. But I'm well, sure. Well, hell, if he if he texts you back immediately, we'll just stay on the line and talk to him. You know what? Well, then while he does that, while we wait, why don't I tell you guys? We were talking about takeout menus. Yeah, our friends at Thirty Bales in downtown Hopkins. Uh, they are still open for takeout and curbside pickup. They uh, they brought back the Big Ten subs, and you know what? Maybe I'll bring Big Ten subs tomorrow for you, Joe. If you want to swing by and pick yours up, or maybe I'll just pick one up for me and Rookie. Yeah. Uh, but check out their menu. It's 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 a little condensed from what you would normally have with the full with the full restaurant being open, but you can check it out at 30bales.com. I did a little uh, pickup a couple of weeks ago for me and the next-door neighbors, and it was fantastic. I had the tachos. We had a couple of subs. Ooh. It was uh, – oh, their tachos are, t- are top shelf. They're what really, in God's really name is a tacho? Oh, Joe. It's heaven. It's So imagine a plate of nachos, okay? Yeah. But yeah. instead of chips, you have tater tots. Ooh. You call okay, them. hey, but, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, and uh, it might Rook, not be for you, but Rook, it's for most. Rook, you've known me for a while now, and you've seen me and my eating habits. I ordered the um, the tachos for six. Yeah, for your own viewing party, huh? And she said, "Well, where are the rest of them?" And I said, "Right here, baby." In my belly. <laughs> but check it out. They are a scratch Midwest kitchen. They are loyal and proud supporters of Garage Logic, and uh, they love your business, GLers. Uh, a lot of you have already decided to support them through these tough times, and they appreciate each and every single one of you. Tell Todd you heard about it on the Garage Logic podcast, 30bales.com. No, Rook. Res- no response. Well, yet, fine. So call, call him also. Okay, and, I will. And, and uh, I really think. Uh, it, It'll be extremely interesting to know that information, but probably dispiriting to many people because I got to think his drop dead date is really upon us. I, I just don't know how he can he can say, "Well, I'm going to wait till July 1st. I just can't see that happening. Well, let, now the cynic in me would ask, "Do you think he even wants to give out that information until a formal announcement is made?" Well, I think the information we could ask for legitimately is, "What is your date? True. What what deadline are you facing?" Man. Before you have to make a decision. With the, and we, you said this earlier, but this would be the first fair canceled that happened since what year was it? 1946, the 46. fair was canceled due to the polio outbreak. My and I, I'm, I'm sure prior to that, there were some war closures, too. I just don't have them at my fingertips. But yeah. 1946 might have been the last time the fair was uh, canceled. Or would they would they possibly move the fair? So instead, well, of the- you can't you can't postpone it. You can't have the fair in cold weather. But you could do it, you know, late 
mid-October, couldn't you? Well, that's and only you're... buying you another month. What? what but then what school's would... back in session. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's no. true. No, he, he's, I bet he's got a date. There's a date. He has to have one. Otherwise, he couldn't run that big operation. No, right. That's certainly true. So I'm going to make a note to myself, Rook, uh, to ask you uh, tomorrow if you've succeeded in reaching him. God, if I find out, I'll send you a text. Yeah. Well, stay on it. Give him a call, too. Got you. All right, GLers, thank you. Man. You put me right to work. I didn't expect yep. to be this work overload today. You didn't get I mean, the chance uh, to finish lunch. Hammer. Yeah, uh, finish lunch here. I didn't know there was good benefits here. Oh, hey, Pod MN, don't forget, GLers, your chance to hang out with us, Rook, for that GL virtual saw that. podcast scramble two weeks from today. All you have to do is listen through the Pod MN app. Also, I will tell you this. Many bonus table talk issues are out. There you go. And people are listening. I'm, we've got some great numbers. So if you want to know what I've been doing the past couple of weeks, check out Table Talk with Rookie's Family on Podcast One or Pod MN. It's good wearing, to be back, Roz. You wearing Very your jammies? Good. You wearing your jammies? And I'm in my jammies and my slippers. <laughs> you sucker. Take your hats off indoors. I'm going to put my rookie rag mask on right now. Yeah. See you tomorrow, bro. Uh-huh. Yep, bro.